Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Protect Your Glow, the podcast. I am Alice, and I'm back today with another episode for you all. It is titled, Happiness is an Inside Job. Uh, this podcast is designed and to inspire and empower young multicultural women of faith to rise above cultural pressures and to live boldly for Christ. And on occasion, I share with you all some of my life lessons and entrepreneurial experiences Uh, that I had to learn the hard way in hopes of inspiring you to live your best life now. As we all know, time is of the essence, so don't waste another second of it. Um, Today's podcast really came from the way I've been feeling this week for some reason. Um, Right now, we have a hurricane. Well, actually, no, not a hurricane. We have a tropical storm warning for my side of the um, globe. So we're watching that and I just want to send out prayers to uh, the families in the Caribbean, the families in Haiti, uh, families out in Cuba, Dominican Republic, um, Turks and Caicos. My prayers go out to you all and I just hope that everybody's family, excuse me, if you have any family in the Caribbean, I pray that they are safe. Oh, excuse me. I just ate dinner, so pardon me. Um, yeah, like I said before, the inspiration for this podcast came from the way I was feeling this week. And man, God just has a way of sending people your way when you're just down and out, you know. And um, most of you may not know this, but from time to time, I struggle with depression. And is I've never been clinically diagnosed with depression. I've never had a therapist or any doctor tell me that I'm clinically diagnosed. But I feel it when it comes on. Like I feel when it's about to come. It seems like there's like such there's like a shadow that comes over me, and I'm just like really sad, and my mind starts going 100 miles per hour, and then my anxiety goes up, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm feeling that it's coming back. I'm getting to that depression stage again, and I have to like fight my way out of it. Um, that happened. I I really saw the effects of my depression after I had my son. I went through postpartum depression for like two years, on and off. And then slowly through prayer and working out, it went away. But there are a few times that it comes back and I'm like, Father, help me. So if some of you maybe um, go through that, I do know how that feels. And you can be happy. I feel like that's the enemy's way of trying to attack me. I feel like that's the enemy's way of telling me I'm not enough. Of telling me that I don't matter when I know that is not of God. Like that is not the truth. Like I used to say, like I've said before, you know, those thoughts, those negative thoughts in your mind are not the truth. And let me tell you all why happiness is an inside job. Before I get into that, I'm so happy that I have another appointment scheduled this weekend to see my therapist so that I can just put things into perspective and get my mind right. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, because it takes work for me to remain positive. I think, I mean, I don't know why 
God saw it fit for me to be out here inspiring people, but I feel like he's using my life lessons. He's using some of my pains to motivate people. And, um, that was very hard for me to be so, um, not so authentic, but because I'm, I'm, uh, that's the way I'm, I usually am. I, I, I like to be truthful, but just to be on that, to have this platform where I can share my experiences with you all is definitely a blessing from God because, um, I think every time I speak of it, I I release some sort of emotion and it, it helps to build my confidence back up, you know? Um, so I want to start with the first point. I want to tell you all, more money will not bring you happiness. Some of us, we think if we get a better job, if we get um, that promotion, that raise, that money will bring us happiness, bring us happiness. And essentially it won't. Because I heard, I don't know who said that, but someone, I don't know if it's a rapper or something, that said, if you're angry poor, you'll be angry rich. If you are miserable poor, you'll be miserable rich. And there's some truth to that because we seem to think money fixes things and money doesn't fix things. I believe money enhances who you already are. It enhances your character. It enhances that at, if you had a bad attitude when you were poor, you have a bad attitude when you were rich. So it like kind of gives you like a platform or some sort of cushion. It magnifies who you already are, essentially. Now, I'm not rich, so I don't know what's going to happen with me when I have money or when I get to the point in my life where I'm comfortable financially. But I pray to God that it I don't listen to that voice that I, I pray to God that I don't listen to the enemy and I hope that it doesn't change me. I pray it doesn't because I don't think it will because I know how it feels to not have anything. And I'm praying that God would guard my heart. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I am no different than you. I struggle with some of the things that you guys struggle with. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not exempt from not doing the right thing. So, I pray for God's hand over my finances. I pray for God's hand over my life, over my family, my children. But yeah, money does not bring you happiness. And if you think a relationship is going to bring you happiness, it will not. Quick story. Before I met my husband. No, no. Sorry, let me bring that back. Before I got married, I got married because I felt in my heart it was the right thing to do because as a church girl I didn't want to be that girl that fell in lust and not in love you understand so when I got married it wasn't because I had butterflies in my stomach and, oh, I found the one and I was just so happy and, oh, my God, let's get married. I really got married out of fear of failing God. I didn't want to sleep with my now husband before we got married. I didn't want to fall into sin and slip. So I figured the best way to avoid that would be to get married. And that way 
when we long for each other, it'll be pleasing in God's eye. And man, did that take me on a whirlwind emotionally. And so I'm telling you, you all young people, don't get married for the wrong reasons and don't rush into marriage. Marriage really showed me who I was. It really showed me, it revealed to me who I really was. And so because I wasn't head over heels for my husband when we got married, I mean, now God has worked through us. Um, We've done some counseling. We've talked things out. We communicate better. I love my husband. I can say that. But the first year of our marriage was fine. The second year of our marriage, wow. I felt like we were on a whirlwind. You understand? Why? Because I didn't give God full control of my marriage. I was more infatuated with the ring on my finger than the actual act of marriage. When I got married at 23, I had no idea what marriage was. Everybody was doing it. So it, looked like the right, so it looked like the right thing to do. But I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea that I would have to die to myself and love someone as much as I love me. And the problem with, with my experience was that I didn't love myself going into my marriage. I didn't love Alice. I was trying to figure me out. So imagine trying to figure out who you are at 23, not understanding why it was I ticked so much, not understanding why I was so angry, not understanding why I was so unforgiving, not understanding why I was quick to just cut someone. I was quick to fight. I was quick, easily angered, easily. Somebody can just look at me the wrong way and it would piss me off. I was always ready to attack. And so imagine this young woman, me at 23, in a confusing state of mind, not understanding who I am as a a young woman, not understanding who I am as a wife. It was just, I felt like I was in a whirlwind. And so I looked to my husband to save me. I looked at him like, I need you to save me. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody if you really step back. If you step out of your shell and look at it, it's a lot of pressure to put on someone as a human being to save you from yourself. And we all know that only God can really do that. Only God can save you from yourself. And so I relied on him to fix things, to fix me emotionally, to fix me uh, spiritually. I relied on him to uh, essentially tell me who I was. And wow, that's a lot of pressure, you know. So when I think back about it, I'm like, wow. So, uh, yes, getting married. At, I'm not saying everybody that's married at that age does not know what they're doing. I'm not saying that um, people are not happy at a young age when they're married. I'm saying my experience, what I went through, essentially... I. In the beginning, I'm like, what did we just do? 
I should have waited. We should have waited. And we both agree on this. And me talking to you guys, my husband knows this. I have his permission to say this. So this is not some sort of secret. It's not some sort of me bashing our marriage. I'm just telling you guys how it really was so y'all can understand that happiness begins with when you decide to be happy. Second, edit and check your emotions. Like I was telling y'all, I I was messed up emotionally because I was trying to figure me out. Or I was hoping for somebody else to figure me out. So check your emotions. Try to spend time with you. Spend time with yourself. One thing I always say was, man, I wished I lived by myself before I committed to marriage. And I say that because maybe I would have had a better perspective of what it was I really wanted. I'm not saying I would have gotten everything right, but I think it would have given me a clearer perspective on who I really was because I would have time. I would have spent more time with me, spent more time with God, essentially, um, you know, get to know me because I didn't get to know me until I was about 30. When I was like, hold up, I have there's something not correct with my train of thought. Let me seek some professional help because the way I was thinking, the way I was going, I was headed for destruction. I was a destruction to myself and I was toxic. People hated, I said people, my, some of my family members really hated being around me because I was always like ready to, to pop off. I was always negative. Uh, even my husband was like, what is your issue? Like, what is your problem? You know, I couldn't even answer that because I didn't know what my problem was until I decided to get, uh, you know, professional help. So check your emotions, tap into that, try to find out what it is that you really want. You won't always get the right answer, but spend time with you. Learn to love yourself. Learn to enjoy your singleness. Learn to uh, enjoy uh, just that one-on-one with Christ, that one-on-one fellowship with just you and God. Learn to enjoy being alone because you will learn so much about yourself that way. Um, third, I say here, mental health is an important part of your overall well- overall wellness. And as you guys know, I stressed it so much that I encourage everyone to try therapy at least once. Because it's, when I first started my therapy session, I, I looked at it like, I don't need to go to this thing. You know, I looked at it like, why, I'm not going to sit here and just in a room and just tell somebody my business and I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're going to run out and tell somebody else. And it's like, wait a minute. These are professionals. They're trained for things like this. There's privacy laws, privacy acts where certain information can't be disclosed, you know? So, and the, and I think part of the problem was I had a trust issue. I just didn't trust anybody. So of course I didn't trust my therapist. I was like skeptical. But when I started just re- like letting go um, of um, what I was holding on to, which was fear, when I started to let down my guard, it was, okay, this is okay to talk. It's okay to just release how you feel. You know, these people are trained for that reason. So I say mental health is an important part of your role wellness because if you're, if, you know, we like to exercise, some of us like to exercise. Like me, um, I love, ex- I, no, I'm, let me not lie. I don't love to exercise. I do, I hate working out, but I know it's an important part of 
me making sure that everything is intact. It's an important part of my overall um, wellness because it makes me feel good about myself, you know. Um, when I wear my outfits, I feel confident because I know that I'm taking care of my body. Um, of course, that includes eating healthy as well. Um, but if we can take the time to work out our bodies, why don't we take the time to work out our minds as well? You know, you would be surprised at how just an hour of speaking with someone can change your life. And for me, it was just the first time I walked into the um the first time I walked into the office of my therapist, I was like very nervous of course cuz I'm like I don't know her from Adam. You know, I have my guards up. But when I just decided to like, you know what, let go and then she's talking to me, I'm looking at her like, mhm, mm mhm. Mm where's this question going in my head you know still trying to control the situation knowing i'm there to seek counsel to seek uh, help to better my mind i was still trying to control the situation i clearly had an issue with control you know um so i encourage you guys just to take care of your mind because um once your mind when, when, once you can clear your mind of negative thoughts once you can clear your mind of things that are not true you then can breathe better you can function a little bit better you and then your confidence is you know gives your confidence a boost because you you have you have clarity it's not to say you won't wrestle with thoughts here and there but that weekly talk with my therapist has really helped me out it has really given me the confidence that I need to go on with my life. It's made me a better wife. It's made me a better sister, a better mom. My communication is better. Um, I laugh more and it's real. Like I love me more where before I couldn't stand me, you know. So it has definitely helped. And the fourth one I have down here is true. Uh, actually, if you're not happy with you, you can't make others happy. I can't stress that enough. If you don't love yourself. If you don't love the person that God has made you to be, if you can't spend time with yourself, if you can't love your own company, you cannot essentially make anybody else happy. I had to take care of me first. It may sound selfish, but I had to love me first before I can truly love my husband. I had to love Alice for everything that I was before I could truly love my husband because it starts with me if I wasn't taking care of me how would I be able to take care of him and the children it starts with you you have to be able to take that five minute break for yourself go take that walk whether you just stop in the middle of whatever you're doing and just leave or things are getting too hectic whatever the situation is it's important to spend time with you because you are all you have and if you are not um taking care of you you can't produce at a level that is um good for the family and the family needs you you know and and your kids need you and your spouse needs you so it's important that you take care of you so that you can be a better person and take care of them um the other thing the last point i have here is true happiness is found in christ it all for me my faith is very important to me it all ties back to god there is not enough money in the world there's not enough uh notoriety there is not enough recognition 
that can replace the happiness and the joy that is found in knowing Christ Jesus. I seriously don't know where I would be today if my parents never introduced me to Christ. I tell my mom all the time, you introducing me to God was the best gift you have ever given me. Besides her giving me, you know, life, besides her making the decision to have me, beside her birthing me, her and knowing that my mother and father introduced me to God was the best thing that's ever happened to me because in those dark times where I used to be up in the midnight hour, just these crazy thoughts run through my head, suicidal thoughts would run through my head. I felt like I was nothing. I felt like I wasn't enough. And I felt like, man, why would a father that says he loves me abandon me? You know, why would someone that said they love me leave me? You know, when those thoughts ran through my head, it was like I only had Christ to lean on. I only had him to keep me safe and I know that I could turn to God no matter what time it was, no matter what hour of the day. I remember there were times where I would be at work and I was feeling so down. I would just go to the bathroom and I would just pray, y'all. I would just pray like, Lord, give me strength to make it through. I would be in my car and I would just pray, you know. I would be walking in the store and I'm just praying in my heart because knowing God gives me such a peace. It lets me know that no matter what I face in this world, that he will never, ever leave me. The word of God says that God knew me before I was even in, before I was even a thought, he knew me before I was even in my mom. And when I was in my my mom's womb, he knew me. There was no love like the love of Christ. And just to know that, man, God loves a broken person like me. It's just amazing to even think about that. It's amazing to even think that, wow, I've cursed him. I've turned my back on him. I've denied him at times. I even questioned whether he was real at times. Yes, I would go to church and I would sing the songs and I would praise and worship and I would raise my hand. Yes, I would pray, but I would come back. And when I was alone, thoughts would come through my head, still telling me I wasn't enough, you know, still telling me that I wasn't worthy of being on earth. I mean, those crazy thoughts would run through my head. But just knowing that God loves me and when I dug deeper into his word you know I'm not a bible quoting Christian because I still struggle from time to time to read my bible but I do find myself every morning trying to read a verse here and there and I'm definitely trying to get better at reading the word but I'm I'm more of a like a worshiper. I love just to put music on and just praise. But I know in order for me to get more connected with God, I need to stay in my word. And I won't lie, like some of you, for me, the Bible was like uh, boring to read. I love to read, but for some reason, I found the Bible to be very boring. But when I looked at it from a different perspective, like, man, for example, if I say, that I love God, I need to know 
who he is, right? Because if I say I love my husband, I need to know who my husband is. I need to spend time with him, right? Talk to him. Connect with him. The same thing is with God. I need to sit down and connect with him, whether I take five or ten minutes to read the word. So I need to spend time with him. And that's one thing I'm getting better at, um, just reading the Bible and just knowing God for myself, not what I hear from the preacher, not to say what they're saying is not true, uh, not what I hear on TV, not what is being told to me, but I want to just connect with God for myself on that level. And that's what I wanted to leave for you guys today, to know that happiness is an inside job. It's up to you to be happy. It's up to you to find joy. Nobody can't give that to you. If you're looking for it in a man or a woman, you are sadly mistaken. Marriage is beautiful because it reveals not only who you are, but just knowing that two hearts are coming together to better one another, to uplift each other, and to withstand the test of time. It's a beautiful walk. It's a beautiful testimony. To know that somebody loves you for life. That somebody has your back no matter what. Yes, you'll hurt each other. There are things you'll say to each other you don't mean. You know? But forgiveness, communication, compromising, communication. I keep saying that communication is key. It's important to talk, talk, talk. Say how you feel, whether it hurts. But say it in love because you're talking to another human being. You're not talking to a superwoman or a superman. That person hurts like you. They have a heartbeat like you. So be careful with your words. And that was one thing I had to learn the hard way, man. I was just quick to boom, lash out. However I was feeling, I said it. And I realized my husband's not a machine. I need to talk to him in love. I need to respect him and love. And man, yeah, we've come a long way and we have a long way to go. But just knowing that God worked through our marriage. Some people, we you know, look at us and they say they, you know, they might look at us like we're the ideal couple. But man, we've been through some things and just know that God's hands were over us. God's hand was over our marriage and just guiding us through and through. Yeah, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I want to walk away. And he felt the same. But we know that our love for each other is greater than any problem we can face. Our love for each other is greater than any issues that may arise. And that we will work through it. And we will talk. And to know that God is the center of our marriage is awesome. Because there was a time where we took him out of the equation. And boy, did we... Did it take us for a spin? When you take God out of your marriage, you're definitely going to go for a rough ride. And yeah, we went for a rough ride. But now I can sit here and tell you guys that it starts with you. You have to love yourself enough to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm worth being happy. I'm worth having joy. I am worth um, being taken care of. I'm worth being treated like a queen or a king. You have to find value in you before somebody else can find value in you. You have to respect yourself before somebody else can respect you. You have to love yourself before anybody else can love you. 
And how you treat yourself is how other people will treat you. So treat yourself with the utmost respect. Love yourself. And remember that no is a complete sentence. If you don't, if if someone, if you're being told to do something that you don't want to do, speak up. Don't feel like you have to say to everybody. Don't feel like you have to say yes all the time. Take some time out for you before you open your mouth. You know, they say word is bond. Before you open your mouth and make a commitment, think about it. Think about it real hard. But I hope this podcast helps somebody today. That's what God laid on my heart for me to tell y'all. And I hope this helped. I hope this helped. And plus my kids are getting a little loud in the background. I don't know if y'all can hear the TV playing, but I'm, I'll cut it short because I don't want them to come in here and interrupt me. I'm just sitting here in my little closet podcasting. You know, uh, just hope that you guys took something away and I hope that helped. And as always, you can find more about me on www.protectyourglow.com. That's www.protectyourglow.com. You can find all things Alice on there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful evening.